Welcome to Grace and the Chatters. This is Dr. Marla Beeler and Dr. J. Dr. Jonathan Beeler. Hello, everybody. We'd like to do a quick shout out to Cebu City. And that is in the Philippines. Yes, another city yes. we need to go visit. Lovely, yes. Look at it. beautiful there. Very nice. We're looking at pictures of your city, and it's gorgeous. Mm. Very nice. Well, thank you so much for listening, sharing, and downloading. We really appreciate it. Uh, if you'd like to check us out, graceandjoesor.org. Text or call 251-244-4645. You can email us at Jonathan. And a Grace in the Shadows OR.org. We do have an Etsy store. You can pick up a Grace in the Shadows coffee mug at shadowsofgrace.etsy.com and other things. If you'd like to become a supporter of our show, there's a link in our show notes. All monies go towards missions. Tanzania. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Going to Tanzania is still short a few hundred dollars. Um, and there's a link in our show notes. That if you click on it, you will go to Covenant Eyes and get one month free. And then the other months are just, it's just $17 a month. Um, and if you go to Covenant Eyes, not with our link, and use the promo code GRACE1998, you'll still get one month free. Yeah. Check that out. It's really good. Uh, we've actually checked it we out ourselves. It. Yeah. Uh, we <clears throat> love it, yes. And it's just really cool. Yeah, it, it, uh, it does what it says. Yeah, it sure does. Yeah. It sure does. All right, what kind of facts do you have today, Dr. Jane? People in North Korea are legally only allowed to have one of 28 haircuts. Women can oh. choose from 14 different styles. Okay. Do they arrest you? Do they put you in a camp? So they say, you do not have one of the approved haircuts. You. Goodbye. Yeah. I don't know. I thank God for freedom. Don't you? We're losing a lot of freedoms, and there's a lot of chaos and evil in the world and in yeah. the United States, but we're still living a great country. Yeah. And we in 1907, a woman was arrested on a beach in Boston for wearing a one-piece swimsuit. <laughs> what year? 1907. Oh, yeah. They didn't. They didn't have to wear like this. It had to be. Times have changed. Like up to your neck and down to your feet. They called it a swimming costume. Some places in Miami, they don't wear anything. <laughs> yeah, they they need something more. Birthday <laughs> suits. Uh, not good. Not good. Yeah. All right. There are more stars in space than there are grains of sand on every beach in the world. Oh, that's pretty cool. So, hmm. you know, Abraham's look this look at the stars. Look at the, uh-huh. the sand. That's right. Those are all your descendants. Wow. Yeah. That's cool. Humans cannot walk in a straight line without a visual point. Hmm. When blindfolded, we will gradually walk in a circle. Oh. Okay. Interesting. That is interesting. All right. On that note, we're getting into depression. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yes. All right. Depression is a complex mental health condition that can be caused by many factors, various factors. Uh, while the exact causes we do not know for sure, we have an idea. Mm-hmm. There's several areas, biological factors, is one category. Yeah. Um, we. In our brain, we have certain brain chemistry mm-hmm. structure as well as genetic predisposition right. that can make individuals more susceptible to depression. Mm-hmm. It could be imbalances such as neurotransmitters, serotonin, or epinephrine, mm-hmm. dopamine, mm-hmm. Uh, often have been associated with depression. Right. That's why some of the SSRIs and, and other mm-hmm. types of antidepressants can be affected. It's very some other aspects to the biological uh, category is mm-hmm. genetic. Ah. 
Depression tends to run in families. Okay. So this definitely infers a, a family uh, genetic component. Right. They've done studies on families and twins. Oh. And it's shown that individuals with family history of depression are at higher risk mm -hmm. of developing the condition. Mm -hmm. Heritability, as estimates indicate, that genetic factors account for approximately 40 to 50 percent of the variance in depression susceptibility to depression. Gotcha. And so, uh, neurotransmitter imbalances. Mm -hmm. This is another biological aspect. Neurotransmitters such as serotonin, norepinephrine, dopamine play a crucial role mm -hmm. in our mood and regulating mood and emotion. So the serotonin hypothesis of depression proposes that a deficiency of our imbalance in serotonin levels contributes to the development of depressive symptoms, such as sadness, mm -hmm. uh, feeling of the blues, melancholy, right. uh, maybe thoughts of suicide, etc. Yeah, you know, why... Yeah. In our society today, I feel like people see others that have depression, and they just want them to snap out of it. Do you see? Snap out of it. Do you see a lot of that in your practice? Maybe spouses or parents yes. trying to get the other person to snap out of it. And that's they just cannot. that's just matter of fact. It probably pushes them worse, deeper into depression. Why do you think people are like that? Why do they? It's easy. They don't know what to say. I guess so, but you can't just snap out of a, of a depressive episode. It's ignorance. Ignorance. So. Yeah. They don't know what to say. Right. And they want to help, and they probably mean well. I guess. Most yeah. of them. Yeah. But it doesn't help because it really probably makes it worse. So what I hear you're saying is that it can be biological. It can be like a chemical imbalance in the brain. It yeah. can be inherited. Yeah. Can it be circumstantial? We're going to get to that. Okay, good. Yeah. All right. I want, to, I want, I'm covering right now the more the biological aspect. Okay, very good. But we're going to get into that. Okay, cool. Yeah. Uh, also, other types of receptors, neurotransmitters, mm -hmm. norepinephrine, dopamine, uh, have been implicated in depression, imbalance with that. And this affects motivation, reward, and pleasure. Yeah. That's why a lot of people that are in that are hooked mm -hmm. or addicted to cocaine right. or other stimulants. Yeah. Uh, it could be there could be a biological aspect to whether struggle. Matter of fact, I guarantee there is. Yeah, that makes sense. A lot of people are self-medicated. Right. And they just need to really get uh, proper diagnosis. Yes. And get on something that is going to help them, not hurt them. Yeah, something that is legal. Not something illegal. that is something. legal. Yes. Right. Neuroendocrine dysregulation. Oh, it works. Well, I'm going to get into that. <laughs> it, now, the fancy word here yeah. is the hypothalamic pituitary adrenal axis. Okay. Is a key neuroendocrine system involved in stress response. So basically, individuals with depression often have something wrong with this system. This pituitary gland. Is that that's one of the glands in your brain? Yes. Okay, gotcha. Yeah. Yeah. And this leads to abnormal cortisol levels. Okay. And that is a stress hormone. Yes. And it typically will elevate depression. Uh, cortisol takes off with this depression, stress, mm -hmm. um, and it affects your mood. 
It also affects your ability to lose weight. It can. Cortisol. Yes. Yes. Thyroid, uh, also specifically hypothyroidism, has been linked to depression and influence, mood, cognition, and overall brain health. Structural and functional brain abnormalities. Okay. Neural imaging studies, uh, MRIs, have and, and have revealed structural functional abnormalities in brains of individuals with depression. I think that's so interesting that they can do these scans and everything, yeah. and they can see the areas of your brain yes. that are affected with depression, Correct. and they realize that there is a difference. It's powerful. Yeah, that's really cool. Uh, you know, we look at a lot of technology and the negative aspects, but there's a lot of positives. Yeah, I think a lot yeah. of positives, yeah. And the medical field, too. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Definitely. Um, reduced hypocompal volume, a brain region involved in memory and motion, is frequently observed in depression. So they have a lot of ways to see that this is not just uh, environmental. Yeah, not something you can just snap out of. Right. Neuroplasticity and neurotrophic factor. Mm-hmm. Neuroplasticity uh, refers to the brain's ability to adapt and reorganize neural connections. Mm-hmm. And they find with depression, there's evidence of impaired neuroplasticity, leading to disruptive communication between the brain regions. Interesting. Yeah. And also inflammation. Yeah. Okay. Uh, tends to be elevated in individuals with depression. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of a physiological, biological. I'm not a medical doctor, and I don't play one on TV, but that's kind of the, <laughs> that's the biological kind of quick uh, verse on, on, on the biological factors right. to depression. Well, I mean, it's very interesting to know that and to see that, um, that, that you can actually, doctors can actually see this occurring, this depression occurring in your body and causing these issues. Can't just snap out of it. No, if it's physiological, right? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. So um, that's that's very interesting. Psychological factors, and this is more my specialty. Okay. I know a little bit biological. You're smart. Yeah, thank you. You are too. Yeah, thank you. Well, back to seriousness. (laughs) Psychological and emotional factors play a significant role in development depression. So I think it's a mixture of genetics and environment. Yeah, agree. Um, things like self-esteem. Mm-hmm. When I say self-esteem, knowing who you are in Christ. Right. Um, you know, trauma mm-hmm. increases the risk of depression. Yes. Yes. I've done many, many studies mm-hmm. on people with trauma mm-hmm. or dysfunctional families or narcissistic families. Right. And they've been able to associate that trauma psychologically influence environmental factors right with depression yes and risk of depression yes environmental factors external circumstances life events onset of depression this could be major loss the death of a loved one end of a relationship financial difficulties and trigger depressive episodes definitely chronic stress work related yes social isolation lack Mm -hmm. of support community are big factors for that. And I think that's why we saw a lot of this uh, during the COVID epidemic, because mm-hmm. people were separated um, from people. I mean, people that were very extroverted really had a hard time with that. Now, myself being an introvert, I was okay. 
But I know other people that are, are just people. people, people I struggle. You did. I did. Yeah. Um, are more apt to to get in, you know, have that depression mm-hmm. and everything like that because you're so isolated. I was happy as a lark I, because I'm weird, I guess. But yeah. Well, it helped my profession. It did help your profession. Uh, yeah. I, I, had, I was not lacking with patients. No, no. Um, but the high suicide rate went up pretty so high. So yes, yes. Uh, depression went up. Right. Considerably. Well, and I think yeah. it's still a factor, I even think so after too. the fact. I think so, too, because I really feel like our social, the way we socialized mm-hmm. really changed and I don't feel that we are as open as people mm-hmm. with others as we used to be. There's more of a distance. There's more walls up, I mm-hmm. feel. Maybe not everybody, but I just see that a lot. People aren't as apt to give of themselves as much as they, because we were basically isolated yeah. for at least a year, you know, and a little bit over that. And I really think it affected a lot of people negatively. And you had the news, well, we didn't, but right. many people had the news on constantly. Yeah, we did not know. Hearing yeah. about all the deaths and all right. the craziness, and yeah. they were stuck in the home. Right, right. And it was tough because, you know, you're, you're, like, if you tried to go walk on a trail, you had to wear a mask, and that was hard. I mean, we went to the zoo. Remember, we went to the zoo and had to wear a mask outside. I mean, just so, yeah, so much of that really upped the people seeking counselors, really upped the people going to doctors for medication. And you saw a higher rate of a lot of mental illnesses and too, because I think it just brought it to the forefront. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. I think, I think that's exactly right. Mm -hmm. And I think, uh, I I think that's going to be a problem for a long time. Oh, yeah, in a lot of areas. Yeah, definitely. Because that was traumatic. It was very traumatic. Was I mean, traumatic. like, you know, we're, we're used to be around people, mm-hmm. um, not isolating, and it was, it was difficult. All right. Medical conditions. Okay. Chronic pain, chronic illness, hormonal yes. imbalances, yes. neurological disorders associated with increased risk of depression. Right. Uh, even certain types of uh, contraceptives or steroids mm-hmm. uh, increase depression. Um, I'm known to. Well, yeah, because there was one, I won't say the name of it, but there was one um, uh, birth control that I used that made me very depressed and almost manic. Mm-hmm. So you have to be very careful. And also women of the age that I am, when they start going through the change and things like that, that can bring on depression um, for a lot of women. Many women that have never had depression, it, it can cause it. So you do definitely see it in the physical and in your health sometimes through what you're going through. And substance abuse. Oh, yes. Substance abuse. Uh, it's very hard to diagnose an individual that is addicted to a substance right. because the withdrawal and the other side effects tend to mimic, um, mm-hmm. you know, other diagnoses. That makes like sense. Like bipolar, right? Um, like uh, major depressive disorder, schizophrenia. Yeah. Uh, a lot of people are diagnosed with this, and they don't have those disorders. They're just uh, withdrawing mm-hmm. or struggling with the uh, side effects from these these drugs. And maybe they haven't told the doctor they're on these drugs. That's right. And the doctor diagnoses them based on their symptoms. Yeah. And so they get misdiagnosed. And alcohol and drugs disrupt the brain chemistry. Yeah. And exacerbate. You know, depressive symptoms. Well, and also if a person's on medication, a lot of those medications should not be taken and and alcohol used with it. So, yeah, you have to be careful with that. 
are reasons for those labels on the medicine. That's correct. Yeah. Yeah. I think that one of the things as a as a Christian, as a former pastor, as a mm-hmm. well, once a pastor, always a pastor, but right. uh, you, know, you see a lot in church where people it's almost taboo to talk about. Just so sad. I hate oh, that. You have depression, they look at you like you have three eyes. Oh pray for you. You know, and then they go off and forget. Or they'll go off and pray and ask for a prayer on cancer, or, right, and they right. should. I told us, but those are right. like the same. Right. You know, pray for so and so. They they broke their foot. Mm-hmm. You know, we we need to pray for this stuff. I'm not belittling. Yeah. No, no, no. But depression is real, and it doesn't always mean you lack faith. And you can be depressed and look like a totally happy person. Too. Absolutely. So you know. Martin Luther, mm-hmm. not Martin Luther King, Martin Luther, the reformer. Yes. yes. God used him in a way to really turn the world upside down for Christ. Yes, he did. And he suffered tremendously with depression. I would probably, I think a lot of this definitely is spiritual warfare. Right. And the enemy knows our physiological condition or genetics. Right. He knows our past. Right. Our environmental factors. Yes. And so the spiritual factor you have to throw in here. Absolutely, you do. Um, you know, he suffered tremendously from depression, mm-hmm. major mood, probably bipolar, yeah. would have been diagnosed. Mm-hmm. And he describes his feelings in his writings of melancholy, heaviness, depression, dejection of spirit, downcast, sad, and downhearted. Yes. Those are the words he used. He also says, Spent more than a week in death and hell. My entire body was in pain, and I still trembled. Mm-hmm. Completely abandoned by Christ, I labored until the uh, vacillations and storms of desperation and blasphemy against God. Mm-hmm. And this is a Protestant reformer. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, King David. Yes. The Bible. Yes. He writes this in desperation. And I would say, depression, Psalm 69, 1 through 3. Mm-hmm. Save me, O God, for the waters have come up to my neck. I sink in the miry depths where there's no foothold. I have come into the deep waters, the floods engulf me. I am worn out, calling for help. My throat is parched. My eyes fail, looking for my God. Psalm 13, 1-2. How long, Lord? Do you forget me forever? How long will you hide your face from me? How long must I wrestle with my thoughts and day after day have sorrow in my heart? How long will my enemy triumph over me? Then we have Elijah. Yes. Who just wanted to die. Yeah, after the miraculous. Moses. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I would even say Jesus. Of course, yeah. Jesus wasn't because of any sin. No, no. But because of what he's going to face, right. the trauma, yeah, right. probably the physiological aspects to this in his body. Yeah. Okay. I think it takes more faith mm-hmm. to keep believing in God and struggle with depression. I think so, too. Yeah. I think so, too. And, and when you're struggling, you know, you see the psalmist, David, went right to God and, and told him how he was feeling. And that's what we need to do. He knows how we're feeling. But when we can verbalize it or write it down and speak to him, what's going on with us, we get it out, we feel better, and then he can heal us. I think God allows us to struggle as Christians. Mm-hmm. One, because we're still, we're still, even though we're saved, we still struggle with sin. Right. Not all depression is sin, but no. it's a 
but it can be an influence. Right. I think it reminds us of our need of grace. It reminds us of our yearning for heaven, for Christ's rapture of his church. Otherwise, we would start putting our faith in ourselves, and we would start loving the world. We do not need to make No. <laughs> so I'm thankful for my depression, and I struggle with sometimes. Not all the time, but I do struggle. Yeah. And uh, I'm thankful for the things that we struggle with, because I think our struggle points us more to the Savior, our need for grace, and our need and our yearning for heaven. It's just a wonderful thing to know that we can go to the Father and share our hearts, and He listens to us, and He never deserts us, and He knows through these things. But I think some other aspects, obviously memorizing Scripture, obviously yeah. praying and, and, and communing with God, but I, I do think medication can yes. be used. Mm-hmm. It's talking to your doctor, to your right. psychiatrist. Uh, yeah. I think that journaling, mm-hmm. Your feelings, like David did with the songs. Right. I think music, powerful tool, exercise, running, weights, whatever you swimming, they're good things. But I, I you know, suicide though. If you go to that place where you feel you can't live anymore, then I think that there needs to be an intervention. Mm-hmm. Not because I think. Is a liar, right. a thief, mm-hmm. and a murderer. Definitely. And uh, God's will for your life is not for you to take your life. Yeah. Okay. And so if that comes in, you need to get to a 911, you need to call people that are going to encourage you and yeah. bring security. Absolutely. Uh, listen. Yeah. You know, you, you may need to uh, have some intensive therapy. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, in, in, in intensive care mm-hmm. uh, or hospitalization for a short time, or just intensive therapy. Right. God, through his grace, God, through the people that he's allowed to become knowledgeable of dealing with mental health illness, help you through this. He definitely can. And maybe. He can take your mess, <laughs> and he can turn into a message mm-hmm. for his glory, for your good. All right. Thanks, everybody, for listening. Have a great day. Bye.